Welcome to the Live 1002 podcast, where simple actions are multiplying into extraordinary impact around the world when we live Luke 10, verse 2. Joining us today from Asia is Kumar and from Atlanta, Daniel, as we chat about the harvest that is plentiful in quarantine, especially in reaching unreached and unengaged people groups, UUPGs, and the reality of physical food meeting with spiritual food to change lives. Personally, I always like to be on the field every day, whether it's a training or sharing or talking to the people. That's the DNA I have. But when they said lockdown, I found myself to be in the room, which is hard. I've never been like this in my room all the time. So I had to take my Bible. I had to go through the Bible asking, Lord, how in these situations thy servants can be used? Help me, Lord, and give me wisdom. Then I turn out to the Bible, and God gave the lesson of Jesus feeding the 5,000. We're on the street walking miles and to reach home. And some of them, they even die because they didn't get food. And many, many thousands of thousands, they didn't have money because they lost their job. The daily laborers. He paid me, but God also spoke to me, what you have. So me and my wife, we had saving about $2,000. So we immediately sent to the church planters and told to feed all the strained workers on the field. And they started feeding it. So I began to share this because I, then they said, what we need to do? I shared, well, in, in Jesus feeding the 5,000, I saw two things. One, he was giving the spiritual food. And then he saw the need, so he gave the food. So this is what we are being doing it. We are giving food and telling the people, hey, Jesus gave food to the needy people. That's why we are giving. But Jesus also gave spiritual food. Would you like to have? So they say yes. So we give food and we also share Road, and they are very happy. They are so happy. So we saw about two thousand accepted, uh, two thousand shared the food and the gospel. We saw about six hundred people came to faith. That that brought us a joy. In me. Hey, I can stay in my room, fully locked down, but we can also do this job. So we begin to do, and even the security personnel and the government, they started giving us permissions because we were doing good. And they were all happy. So we got permissions, and one of our church planter named Jess Dust, uh, is in, he lives in South India. He was interviewed. He came in a channel. And even me, uh, the channels, they started 
calling me whether you, I can be interviewed. I said, well, let the law be over settlement, then I will come out of my house and we can do that. So things are something happening tremendously because I've never seen less than 30% coming to faith before the lockdown. If you share like uh, 100 people, hardly 10 people come to faith. But now I see that more people are coming to faith. We have fed so far in this lockdown, this is our 45th day of our feeding and sharing. And we have fed to 82,000 so far. And we have seen the belief 23,080. So I would say it's, just, it's still less than 30%, but it never happened before like this. So people are happy. I'm, I'm actually, I'm very happy. Many people tell, hey, Kumar, how are you in this lockdown? I always say, I'm fantastic because it's, I'm really, the, the Lord has given a joy in my heart by seeing even in this lockdown, God has been amazingly working in the field. Jump into Daniel. Day one, when the lockdown happened, when I was in Southeast Asia, you know, I was planning on staying and just continuing to, to run my business there and continue the work there. But a um, couple mentors, my business mentor and my missions mentor were both like, we really think you should come back to the States just in case, you know, my, my father's disabled and has kidney problems just in case they, they catch it. And so I exited and came back to where I'm from in Atlanta. And, and I was for the first two weeks, it was like, what, what are we going to, what am I going to do? Like everything had been canceled, all the trainings and even, even the business was really down because we, we sell travel accessories. And so I started praying and realizing I just need to zero in on the relationships that God has given and just maintain those best I can over, over zoom. And so started talking to Kumar and he told me some of these stories early on of what God was doing. And I started telling those stories to different folks in my network, um, business guys. And a lot of folks have really just wanted to, wanted to give and invest in the work. And it's different. It's different than what we normally do, right? Because we're, um, we're usually just <clears throat> giving to, to training and, and travel. And we normally don't you know, spend money to start churches. But in this situation, when you've got a crisis, you know, especially when the gospel is going out so boldly, it, it was something I got really excited about. And I've been so encouraged to hear all that God's doing through it. So being stateside right now, I've just focused on, you know, getting the word out and getting folks um, who want to give towards this. Um, and, and it's been fun. And now, you know, it's, it's happening. And it's just this week, Mary, it's moved to, to Cambodia, um, as far as just the hunger piece happening. And again, that's another key relationship there with Peter and just zeroing in and saying, Hey, how can we help you, bro? So now we're, we're, we're identifying multiple families in the network that are, you know, jobless and really not, they don't have enough to eat and, and just trying to help them out as well. So I think the gospel is going out, um, especially in the rural areas. Um, I'm hearing a lot of stories of that as far as just 
the Timothys or the Timothys or the Timothys going into these really r- rural tribal areas. And COVID's not really locked down there, uh, locking things down there. Um, it's mostly, you know, closer to the cities that that's, it's enforceable anyway. And so, you know, they're continuing to kind of roll as normal out there. But then in these, in these urban areas is where there's this opportunity to love people by providing for practical needs and then shifting the conversation to, well, can we give you some spiritual food as well and sharing the gospel? And the Holy Spirit's just been using it, Mary. I mean, it's, it's crazy how many different people groups and places are being reached that we weren't otherwise seeing reached before COVID. For me, I feel that lockdown is just the name. I believe it's a miracle of God that, hey, guys, all the doers, please step back and think about in action and what it means. Isn't it a miracle the whole world is shut down. It's a miracle. Because all these days we have been doing training after training after training after training, you know. But now it's more of field actions. Even in this lockdown, we are doing field one and field two. Even some area we have seen field three, field four. It's happening. And I know there are about 30 villages we have covered where it's open door now. As soon as the lockdown is open, imagine 30,000 villages. It's open door, which means as soon as it's open, by three or four months, we can see 30,000 churches. That's the beauty, you know. So sometimes I took it in a Jesus also. Jesus, he preached, he teach, but then he kept himself aside went to the mountain and kept praying. So it's a moment of praying certain things, but also whichever area we can do field one and field two. And that exactly happening all over the world in actions. Maybe in America, the system is different. So God is using in a Zoom calls or Zoom and computer world, so computer. But here our situation is different. People need to come out of the field because most of these people are also considered UUPG because these people are working inside the restaurant, inside the go-downs of uh, the shops. We cannot go inside and we can uh, talk to them for the gospel. We cannot reach out to them. We, it's hard. But all these days of lockdown, they are outside. So it is one of the opportunity to reach this people group. And in the midst of this people group, we saw eight more UUPG groups. They are found and they are believers. So never happened in less than a month getting eight UUPG groups being baptized. But now we are seeing it. We already baptized 60 of them. In house church, six we have started. And people group eight, we have found. So, and it's very biblical. Proverbs 19.17 says, Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Whatever we are doing it, giving, feeding, money, everything, we will be rewarded. That's the word of God. And we are giving to the poor. 
Proverbs 22 verse 9 says, The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. Isaiah 58.10, it says, If you spend yourself in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like a noonday. What a beautiful verses. There is one more beautiful, one of the most beautiful, which I like is Proverbs 14.31. It says, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. Hey, this is the moment how I want to honor God. I was praying. And the scripture says in Proverbs 40, verse 31, whoever is kind to the needy honors God. These are all scriptures. We are, it's biblical. And it's very simple. Simple rice, cooked food, one water bottle, we are going it. And it's also been reproduced. We have given something and they have given. You won't believe all the funds that we are raising up, 60% is from the locals. And that's how we could reach 82,000 feeding. And it's my prayer. We still have got six more days. And we are thinking of covering 100,000. Thank you. Wow, that is incredible, guys. Thank you so much for sharing. Could you all each share just a little bit of your story? Yeah, I'm Daniel, and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I got a heart for for unreached people groups and and missions, and really local disciple making. Even uh, reading David Platt's book Radical, and it just it sent me on a search to find more more handles, if you will, for what that actually looks like at home in the U.S. and then even even overseas. And so long story short, I ended up in a training, a four fields training in Houston, actually, in 20, early 2014. And when I saw the four fields and just entry, gospel, discipleship, church leaders coming together and then seeing how that's what Jesus and Paul modeled, I, I just had this strong sense that this is what God was calling me to focus on doing. And um, that next week I went to a country in Southeast Asia and trained it, caught a vision, came back to Atlanta and, and pursued a vision to see a church in uh, every part of Atlanta for the next five years did that while running a small business and then and then traveling to Asia frequently for the business to source products um, in China. And while I was doing that, I would swing over to South, Southeast Asia and do, do trainings. And, um, and in 2018, we trained about a thousand folks in Atlanta and we saw the Lord start several churches and it was really exciting. And the work was getting to the point where the leaders locally owned it and they didn't really need me as much anymore. And we also trained a thousand folks in, in Cambodia that year. And we saw over a hundred churches start. And so I remember thinking, Lord, if, if that's the pace that you're working in Asia, I think if you're, if you want it, Lord, I'll, I'll move closer to be, to be closer to that work. At the beginning of 2019, I moved to Southeast Asia um, with a really great team and took a role with a missions organization to, to, as, a, as a trainer. And it's, 
it's been such an exciting journey. And um, now working with Kumar and and a couple other partners across South Southeast Asia, uh, we're just excited about the the UUPGs that the Spirit is engaging through the national leaders. It's it's really incredible the pace that we're seeing the churches multiply, the disciples multiply through these groups. And so we've got a list of about, it's just over a hundred UUPGs and over half of them we're seeing multiplying churches now um, across these areas. And so it's just really exciting. And I'm just, I feel like a kid in a candy store getting to be a part of what God's doing. I'm Kumar and I live in South Asia. God called me in dreams to share. And that's the time I start walking at the age of 17 and being obedient, sharing all the time. But there was an urge to plan 100 churches. So I was doing it for 11 years, a legacy church building. I used to build building, but I was not satisfied. I was hungered to complete 100 churches, but I didn't have money or anything. So six months after fasting and prayer, I made Nathan Schenk. So I took a training from him, came home, reached to our neighborhoods, more than 350 homes I knocked, and I got 14 of them, brought to my house, then I trained them, and they all went out. I know the meaning of what is a church now. Earlier, I was not knowing the meaning of church. So I began to plan churches and all the church. So several thousand churches been planted. Now it's 14 years running. And we have 212 UUPGs. We have 156 master trainers who have their own streams. Also, they are working with different networks. Now, currently, we are focusing South India and India and also 12 different countries. And the movement has flows. Now, the Lord has called me to start a movement in different countries. So we have our own system of working it. And we work in different countries, and we peer them with some NPL guys to work with. That's how the God is leading. And the mission is to see the globally rich, and the vision is to see 5 million house churches by 2025. That's our goal. So keep praying. So what are some of the stories that you guys are seeing of just God do more and more during quarantine? I want to tell you one story. Uh, there was a people group who believe in cow and ox. They take it to to every shops and every uh, villages, and they do rituals. They also say foretell the stories, and people believe on that, and they get offering with that. So during this lockdown, they and they they struggle because there is no offering. They cannot go out. They are stuck. So one of my church brothers, he mentioned his numbers that whoever is facing problem for food, they can call. So some of the students, they saw that and they informed the village chief. So the chief called at that number and one of our church planters received it and said, yes, we are coming in to feed. They said it's 250 people out there. We went there and we fed them, we shared, and 64 of them, they professed Christ for the very first time. They are the one who actually hates 
Muslims and Christians because they eat beef. Even the government has banned the beef. And you, you must be hearing a lot of stories that you cannot slaughter the cows or ox in India. But here the different story is once they were chasing us, but now they are calling us to feed them and to hear That's the beauty. That's the real beauty, like what God has done, you know. God, God will make a way. And that's the way we have. So I, we take it personally that lockdown is a way to reach UUPGs. Thank you. What's been happening since I've gotten stateside and just been on lockdown and not moving around very much is there's been this connectivity that's happened across leaders in different streams. And one of the things God's used to do that have been just pure coaching calls that we none of us probably would have otherwise had time for. And we've there I've got one call going right now. We've got a dozen, you know, young guys who are working cross-culturally as strategists, and we're doing iron on iron with two two leaders every every week. And then we're capturing principles at the end. And it's just been so encouraging for all of us to be reminded of, you know, the task we're called to and to help each other problem solve and to really get some folks together who haven't been together before. And in order to ask the question, you know, how do we get to the lostness that we're stewarding in our fields, even though we're not able to be there face to face. And so what we're seeing God do is we're reproducing that same pure coaching uh, mentality among the national partners and helping them get online and get connected and encourage one another and continue driving forward so that the gospel gets out through their Timothys down in the villages and in the in the UPGs that are being engaged in Southeast Asia. So that's really been one of the things I wasn't expecting to happen through all this <laughs> was just the connectivity and the relationships that would start building that wouldn't have otherwise. And you look at, you know, the No Place Left Summit. I mean, that thing, we cast vision for it, you know, three weeks before it happened. And then a team of all volunteers, um, mostly co-vocational volunteers, got together and organized it put the teams together. We gave every team the authority to make the decisions they needed to make. And the Holy Spirit just pulled it together as people were praying for it and all the details came in place. And it's just like, when would that have happened? You know, to see 1,800, well, people register, but there were 3,500 people watching from all over the world. That was a really powerful, I think, Kairos moment that served to encourage people that we're going to see don't even know what we're going to see yet coming out of it, but it's there's a, a huge expectation that we're going to see a new generation of apostolic leaders emerge to go after the gaps globally. It is incredible how God is moving in ways that we did not expect, especially when this quarantine began to lock down in so many ways. What would you all give as a challenge and an encouragement to those listening who may be under strict quarantine or a slight quarantine, but how can they be a part of the work that God is doing across the world? If we are doers and practitioners, we need to be creative and asking God in prayer, Lord, in this quarantine, 
how best your servant can be used. If you cannot go out, then can your church planter can go out? That's the thing. If not, how is it possible to ongoing of our training, of our coaching? It can be through Zoom. It can be through video calls. So do something. Please sit at home, say that we can do anything. In this modern world that God has given, uh, there are many, many means of mode of communications. Now, coming back to us, our guys can go. We just did it. So they were happy. The government was happy. So we got permission to go out. Maybe in your area, if people are stranded on the street, the homeless, just go and feed them because they are the, they are also the creation that God has created you, the same God who created them. So go and feed and share the love of God. Same thing, we feed to the needy because God fed, Jesus fed, but he also fed the spiritual food and share because I strongly believe that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, saying that Jesus Christ is Lord. No matter rich or poor, but take us, take the situation in a more creative way. If if you are if you are called to coach, coach to online. But if you are called to go to the field and feed do it. If both you cannot do it, you can give. If you cannot give, you can pray because we need a lot of prayers. There are many who are risking their life going on the streets and feeding the people without any fear of coronavirus. We are going. So we need prayers at all. So you choose either you call online Number one, two, you go and feed them, or you give. If you cannot give, pray. Out of these four things, see which one the God has called you this quarantine time. God bless. Amen. I love that, Kumar. There, there's a role for everyone to play during this time. I think if we are willing to step back, pray, be creative. And the only thing I would add is to focus in on the relationships that God has given. And God's going to create some new ones, I think, through this time uh, for folks who are being intentional to reach out. But, you know, I'm looking at my 139, at my relationships and going, how can I love these folks? How can I stay connected best I can virtually? Because um, through them and their relationships, and their oikos, they're my oikos. I'm going to reach. Um, I'm going to reach people. So zeroing in on those relationships, staying in touch with people, family, friends, national partners, team members. It's easy to get to feel lonely during this time, but I think there's an opportunity for that unity, that love for one another to be demonstrated, um, by which the world will know that we're followers of Jesus, and to zero in on those relationships. I think is something I would encourage everyone to do is draw them out, pray for them and, and reach out and ask how you can help. 
Thank you for listening. Resources are linked at www.live1002.com slash movements. Join us as we live 1002 until there's no place left. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to rate it, leave a comment, subscribe, and share with a friend. Who is your 139? Three people that you are pouring into and three people that each of them are pouring into. Who can you reach out to this week?